Welcome back to episode 9 of season 3 of Calling an Audible with my co-host Greg Johnson and a special guest Hunter Plant. How are you doing, Hunter? Good. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, we always wanted to bring you back. Prestigious, I see in the script. That that means a lot to me, so thank you. <laughs> you are one of our more prestigious <laughs> well, that's special good. guests. That's good. That's good. Thank you. Because you're one of the few around that you know we actively talk to about sports. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Being everyone else graduated. <laughs> we'll be talking about all the recent sports news and all the special things going on in sports in today's world. First off, I want to start by saying, um, Greg, did you see the Ohio State game this weekend with Wisconsin? Well, they played them. Wisconsin showed yeah. up to play. First just, half. Yeah. That's the crazy thing about sports, though, is it is 60 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Or it is a full and game. Ohio State probably got yelled at pretty handily during halftime. Or it just shows that, that they're the number one team in the nation by making in-game adjustments. They did it the first game against Wisconsin, did it the second game. So, I mean, it just shows how resilient that coaching staff is and how good of a job Ryan Day has done. Well, yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. You know what team actually benefited off that Wisconsin performance was Clemson because Clemson now knows how to beat Ohio State. You yeah. put oh, three definitely. guys on Chase yeah. Young and you give protection to Trevor Lawrence and you're going to be okay. You know what I mean? So I think Wisconsin did a really good job of having a really good offensive game plan. But like you said, Trav, Ohio State's just, they're good for a reason, and they really showed in that second half. There's a thing about, um, what's his name, Barry Alvarez, the athletic director of Wisconsin. He's like, Ohio, that Ohio State team is like the most pro-ready team mm-hmm. he's ever seen, and he's been mm-hmm. around college football for such a long time. Mm-hmm. It just makes you wonder, how yeah. good are they? Yeah, I do remember seeing that article. And it's like... I don't even think they could. Do you think they'll beat Clemson? I don't think they'll beat Clemson. Clemson's good. Clemson's really good. I, I, I don't care what their schedules look like. I'll look like I can year. honestly say this is the one time I'm actually interested in college playoff football. Yeah, I think this is the best college football playoffs ever. You couldn't have asked for a better setup, I mean, honestly, you look, because if, you got four of the big five. You don't right. have two from the same. If you look at the quarterbacks, though, man, that's that's a legit, legit college deep, football playoff. Deep, yeah. I just want to laugh. At the fact that I remember Trav last weekend, <laughs> you really wanted Jalen Hurts in Oklahoma to get in. Yeah, and, and they did, and they did. it happened. Some things went right. Yeah, Everything went right. Oregon beating Utah, which definitely, definitely a lot of people helped. saw it coming though. Well, I Utah was still overrated. I think you would have taken Baylor over over Utah if Baylor would have beat a, Oklahoma. Yeah, that's what I would. I said. think you take them mm-hmm. because I think Big Twelve is the better conference, and they did yeah. almost beat well, Oklahoma before that. Twice. Um, before Utah played Oregon, they didn't beat a single ranked team all year. Right. I mean, right. it's not yeah, their fault the Pac-12 is down, but still they d- didn't really show that they're a good team right. beating anybody who's ranked at the time. So it's kind of... Kind of similar to the Minnesota situation until they beat Penn State. Yeah. yeah. Are these guys for real? And for the case of Minnesota, they showed. And for the case of Utah, they didn't. So. Right. I don't know. I, I just think, I don't know. This is a great college football playoff. I'm really excited yeah. for it. The Rose Bowl is going to be good, too, with mm-hmm. Wisconsin and Oregon. I think Oregon is heavy favorites. I, I just well, think, think they're so? a lot better than Wisconsin's Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a three-point favorite. Are they right now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I think it'll be a good game. There's going to be a lot of games that people are actually going to watch this mm-hmm. year. Interested, uh, interested to see the Oregon's offensive line against the mm-hmm. Badgers' defensive line. Uh, Oregon's offensive line in the Pac-12 championship game kind of dominated a good defensive front for the mm. Utah for Utah. So it's kind of interesting, interesting to see how they'll do against the Badgers. I do like the fact that Wisconsin's playing Oregon instead of Penn State in Oregon. Yeah, I, I do like seeing that matchup better. But Penn State and Memphis in the Cotton Bowl. And Memphis just lost their coach too. He's going yeah. to Florida State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I I don't know. I there's a lot of really good bowl games this year. The only one I'm not going to be a fan of is Virginia and Florida in the Orange Bowl. Yeah, it's going to be a blowout probably. That more than likely. 
I don't. Is Virginia even that good of a team? Granted, Virginia's, they're ranked. Granted, they're, they're ranked twenty-four. Granted, they play in the ACC. They're okay. Yeah, and I mean, they're they got the a only... quarterback uh, Perkins, who's legit. I mean, that guy can do a lot of things with his feet. And Florida's got, you know, Florida kind of had a down year. I think they were kind of one of the favorites too to make the college football playoff, right? I and mean, Kyler Trask got hurt. Those yeah, games and Felipe Franks got hurt too, right? Not, no, um, yeah. Felipe Franks is what I meant. Kyler yeah. Trask is a starter now. Yeah, Felipe Franks is transferring now, but. I don't know. I the Gophers obviously are they got in the, their hands full with Auburn yes, and the Outback Bowl. Yeah, but I don't know if you were if you were a Big Ten fan and you saw the Outback Bowl and the Citrus Bowl where Michigan's playing Bama. Which one? Who? What team would you rather play on, Minnesota or Michigan? I, I that, don't know. That's a tough. Both one. situations I, are going to be brutal. I think Minnesota has a more legit chance to beat. Oh yeah, Auburn Minnesota played Alabama. To beat I, Alabama. I, would not have, right. I don't know if I could have watched that game. I mean, it all comes down to how Bo Nix is going to play for Auburn. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. he's show, he's shown glimpses all year of being a great quarterback in times where it's like he shouldn't be starting, but then it's just kind of how Minnesota is going to be able to deal with that. I mean, they've been playing solid defense all year, so it's just going to be a matter of how they contain Bo Nix. But again, Wisconsin really, you know. They they took advantage of what the Gophers are weak at. Their front seven was isn't very good for the Gophers, and Wisconsin really took advantage of that. That is true. So Auburn definitely probably watches that tape a lot. Right. And Auburn beat what did they beat Alabama by three forty eight forty five. Yeah. So well, yeah, the Iron Bowl is always typically good. Yeah. Predictions for that game, Greg? Gophers versus Tigers. Uh, that's gonna be a tough one, but I'm gonna go with Auburn by ten. By 10. By 10. Yeah, I think it'll come down to the receivers. I think, obviously, Gophers have two future NFL first-round picks at their disposal. I think Johnson's a first-round pick. I think it's going to come down to that. But, I don't know. I see Auburn just having more talent than the Gophers right now. So, I think Auburn by three. By three? Mm Mm-hmm. Is it going to be a game-winning one, or is it just going to be? I don't know. I th- I don't know. I think it'll be close. I wouldn't be surprised to see it go to overtime, but I'm not going to obviously predict that. But I think Auburn has more talent defensively than the Gophers have offensively, so we'll see what happens. So, What about you, Jeff? I see Auburn winning 24-21 on the last second field goal. Mm-hmm. Great game. Field goal. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think how I said by 10, I think it's going to be a good offensive matchup, though. I think Just a that, shootout. So you're going 45-35, no, 51-41, 38-28. 24-34. 34-34. The Outbacks have historically been high scoring. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's in Tampa, so we can't claim the weather on that one. You know, so it's it just depends on how the offensive line for Minnesota plays and how good mm-hmm. Auburn's defense plays. Because the Gophers have three really good running backs, three mm-hmm. really good receivers that are going to want to up their draft stock because Minnesota's not a – looked at school to draft out of. Right. Not yet, not, anyway. Not yet. You're correct. Our last most notable one is probably Eric Decker a few years yeah, ago. Probably, yeah. Receiver-wise. I think... Receiver-wise, specifically. Receiver-wise, yeah. You know, but I think Bateman has a chance to be an NFL star. I mean, he is... He's legit, man. He's six, got the prototypical six, two, size. 6'2", 220. Yeah. I mean, he can fly. I mean, this... <laughs> he's good. Vikings. I mean, yeah, right. He's good. I... I mean, he he's a tough cover, and Wisconsin, again, did a really good job on him besides that first touchdown. But... Yeah. I mean, you but, know, and another big thing is is Daniel Falele going to be healthy? Because when he went down in the first quarter, changed the entire it, it was, yeah, it changed the entire game because yeah. Wisconsin could get a pass rush now, and he's big, but he's probably their best right tackle. I mean, he's probably the best offensive lineman. So um, it'll be an interesting matchup. But how about the Michigan versus Bama game? Do we even want to make predictions? I'm, on this I'm one? actually interested to see that game. I want to see how Harbaugh does in that game. Do you think he gets fired if they lose? 
Do you think he's because no. he hasn't beaten Ohio State ever since he's gotten there? They haven't made it to the college football playoffs, mm-hmm. which is where they should be with their coach and their right. recruiting and their facility. And their facilities so are just notch, amazing. Right. So he's always had like a top twenty-five recruiting class, so so it's not like he's not doing anything right. He's still winning football games. Just that when everyone looks at, but he's not winning the pivotal. That's what I mean. Pivotal. It's interesting because that's the one cloud that drains over him is that he's never been able to beat Ohio State. Like before, like this year, he's had like he was like two and fifteen against rivals. Yeah. If you just beat Michigan State this year, you know, if you look at down Highway two thirty miles from here, the one thing that they base that they used to anyways was if you go and you know if you go one and eleven. But that one win was over the Bison of NDSU. You had a successful season. So yeah. how do they look at that with Michigan? Yeah, are you okay with going eleven-one, but losing to Ohio State and not making the college football playoff? You know what I mean, or ten and two, or whatever it is. So that's that's something they got to look at. Is I don't think he's going to get fired just because I don't know who else you're going to bring in that. You know, look at the other coaches before him: Richard Rodriguez, Brady Hoke. Brady Hoke. I mean, they've done this before and traditionally hasn't worked out. So. Harbaugh is your best option. I mean, he's a Michigan, you know, he's a he's Michigan alum, guy through yeah. and through, and I don't know. It, it's an interesting thing. It's, but I don't think he gets fired. Well, especially at times where the Big Ten just getting better and better, coaches are getting higher profile coaches are coming in, so it's just kind of a thing where it's getting better. And like he's still putting Michigan on the map. They're still right. consistently ranked. They're not going six and six like they were before with yeah. like Rich Rodriguez and Brady Hoke. So it's kind of a thing where. You're just running into good teams like Penn State and Ohio State. Once, every yeah, year. you play them once, yeah. yeah. You know, and then you lose to, obviously, you play Notre Dame and Stanford and all them. So, yeah, so it's just yeah. tough. But I'm going to say 49-35 Alabama. Yeah, their receivers are legit. I mean, Alabama. their backup quarterback. Is, wasn't their talk? Two is not playing the game correct. No, right? no he's done. Okay. No. He might come back next year. I don't I don't know what that's his draft status is. Okay, yeah, that's what the that talk last was. week, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so an Mac, interesting. It depends thing how Mac Jones throws the ball around. But Michigan has been playing better. That, as that of is late. true. That is true. Besides that made, the Ohio State game, but well, in the second half during garbage time, they put game. up some points. They didn't, yeah, put, they didn't play bad. The first half was all right, yeah. but once second half. What What do you guys got for predictions on that game? I think Alabama's just too good, too athletic. I think Alabama wins 42-21. 42-21. 45-24. 45-24. Okay, Trav. So what's your predictions for the college football playoff? Because that's what everyone wants to know. It's going to be LSU beating Clemson. I think Hmm. I think I think Clemson will beat Ohio State. It's gonna be it's gonna be a heartbreaker for Ohio State because Clemson's gonna be score any points. Will they score any points? They have the Big Ten has yet to score any points since Ohio Hmm. State won it in twenty twelve. Will they score any points? Good stat, Trav. Please. Ohio State. Yes. How All many right. teams have been in the been in the college football player from the Big Ten since oh twelve since Michigan 12? and Ohio State are the only two. Michi- Michigan. Michigan State. Been, Michigan State. Yeah, okay. Michigan State. Ohio State. Okay. Michigan State lost thirty-one zero to uh, Alabama, and then okay. Clemson beat Ohio State like thirty-five zero. Yeah, that's right. Last time they played them. My thought on it is, what if Joe Burrow has a come back to earth moment? You know what I mean? What, <laughs> what do you what, mean? He's a no. great what, quarterback. What if, but... Not against Oklahoma. Maybe in the championship game. Yeah, not against game. Oklahoma's defense. Maybe against Clemson in the championship that's, game, but not against Oklahoma. That's going to be a fun game to watch, LSU-Oklahoma. It's but the thing with out. Oklahoma is they can keep up with LSU. That's what I mean, yeah. It's right? going to be a so Yeah, it's going to be whose defense makes a one-key Joe Burrow hasn't really been in a situation where he has the ball, a minute 20 left, down by four, go get us a t- touchdown, right? So that's what I mean. Because it he's can, never had to. That's what I mean. Because they score in every so, single drive. Right. So can, yeah. But can... if. Well, they did against Alabama. 
One thing Oklahoma defense is good at, though, guys, is forcing turnovers. I guess. So LSU, if they turn the ball over, I think Oklahoma has a chance to win this game. I would not be shocked if Oklahoma knocks it off because they have Jalen Hurts and they got CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb is legit. Okay, they had this last year, too, but instead I agree. of Jalen Hurts, they had saying, Kyler I, Murray. Right. I well, think it's a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. I agree, but I'm just saying I would not be shocked if Oklahoma knocks off LSU. I don't think LSU's defense is that great. But oh, yeah. They, yeah. But their defense. offense is just but No, I agree. Their defense doesn't need to be great with But them. I'm just saying, I, don't be shocked if Oklahoma knocks them off because they are really good offensively. Ohio State on 2012 where they won it as a four seed? Yeah. I mean, I'm just putting it out there, and this team has more firepower than that team. Yeah. Obviously, that team had Zeke Elliott, yeah. but nah, Michael LS, Thomas. LSU Clemson. I'll go, I'll go LSU-Ohio State. I'm going to say no I one's think, giving Ohio State a chance I think here. Ohio State wins the national championship. They're the best team in this playoff, I think. Yikes. Yeah, I'm just really there's a lot of good individual matchups in these games, but I have LSU beating Ohio State 35-28. Oh, I I agree that'd be a close game. I think Ohio State wins. I think it'd be 34-31 LSU and then Joe Burrow goes number Only one. Only 65 points in that game. When's the Heisman? Goes number yeah, one. When when's the Heisman goes number one? Probably going to be Cincinnati with that draft pick. So enjoy Cincinnati, Burrow. Yeah. I, Man, there's a lot of scenarios, Did a lot of good matchups. Did you see that thing where Nebraska said, no, you're not good enough to Oh, yeah, uh, he's like, I really wanted to go here. Yeah, well, because his un- uncle or dad or something was a Cornhusker, and they turned him down, so that goes Well, that must you. be a hard pill to swallow for. Right. Uh, we should tell that to our roommate, Trav. Chaz. Yeah. Chaz would love to <laughs> yeah. hear that they could have had Joe Burrow. I don't know. Would he Joe Burrow have been the same for... quarterback, though? That's the thing. He wasn't good enough for Ohio State either. Right. Well, he had to put in the work. I was reading a story where... Uh, Urban Meyer was playing so many mind games with that guy. Hmm. He, I guess Urban Meyer is a mind game coach. Right. He'll put you down, put you down to you know build, build you up. back up. But now the thing is, is Justin Fields was, was in this draft. You take him over Joe Burrow? No, well, I take Joe Burrow. No, Joe Burrow. All right, fair question. Joe Burrow is just a crazy quarterback. So they're is both, Justin Fields. They're both insanely efficient, yeah, but I Justin take Joe Fields Burrow. Is yeah. Legit. I, Burrow's more of a pocket passer where Fields can. Run I saw around. the thing on Twitter um, where Georgia had the choice of Trevor Lawrence, Jake Fromm, and Justin Fields. They had Justin Fields, and they passed on Trevor Lawrence, and they got stuck with Jake Fromm. Look where look where Georgia is now. Yeah, it's just crazy. They had them all in their backyard, and they passed yeah. on all three of. Oh, they passed on two of the three of them. Who would you have picked out of those three? Trevor Lawrence. You think so? Imagine yeah. that quarterback room though at Ohio State. I think I've said it before. Um, Cardell Jones, mm-hmm. Braxton Miller, JT Barrett, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Just imagine that That's quarterback room. That's insane. That mm-hmm. is insane, the amount of quarterback talent they had on that team. Now just look when they get to the NFL. Yeah. You know, it's just crazy to think about <laughs> well, that. We, we don't talk about that. Hunter. Yeah, okay, no. fair enough. Fair enough. Just had to bring it up. <laughs> but moving on to the MLB, Garrett Cole broke the Evil Empire's cool. bank. Nine years, $324 million. I'm not going to say overpaid by any means. He he earned his paycheck. He's swimming he, in the money. He went, what, 20-5 and five with a 2.5 ERA? He's, that's just insane. Sleeping on a bed of money. It's Unbelievable. I, I he deserves it, but I just hate to see him in the Bronx. It's yeah. a legit question, though. Is the Yankee is Yankee Stadium a better pitching park than no, a minute? No, they have a short porch. That's what right? I mean. So it... it what? You, how's that going to play? But so is. Field. But so does Houston. They got a short left field porch, right? Or short right, right field, field porch. One of the two. Yeah. You know. So, but I mean, it seems like Yankee Stadium. No a pitcher pad. likes. No, right. no pitcher likes New York. Right. But there's a funny stat I read that 
The Yankees are going to pay more. F- they're going to pay Garrett Cole and Giancarlo Stanton more than the mm-hmm. Baltimore Orioles will have for their entire mm-hmm. payroll. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That that doesn't tell you what's wrong with baseball. Every pitch Garrett Cole throws, he makes nine thousand six hundred dollars for every money. pitch that he throws. Yeah, it, that was just a that's just stupid. What is this annually? Thirty six million dollars. Yeah, AAV is thirty six. And then Rendon goes to the Angels. Were you surprised though that he went to the East Coast rather than the West Coast? You're talking Cole, Cole yeah, because, I mean, he's from L.A. Well, the Dodgers, I think, were next in line. They were a close second. but What about the Angels? They wouldn't I, offer, the, I think I the, the reason with the Dodgers, yes. they didn't want to give him nine years. I don't years. think the Dodgers ever offered him. I think the Angels I thought the Angels really wanted him. Yeah. The Angels definitely wanted him. Yeah. Because and then, of course, you have the two mystery get. teams, which you always get with these yeah. guys. I, I'd be curious to see who those guys were. Probably be... I, I couldn't even guess. There. Maybe no, the Nationals wouldn't have done that. Nationals, no, because they no. got Strasburg for two forty-five. Yeah, which it, would it be yeah. shocking if it was the Twins? No, I mean, maybe making a late push. They, I mean, they, they've shown their interest in him. I think they're going after more Wheeler than they went after Wheeler. They offer, the Twins offered Wheeler five years, hundred million. But he went to the Phillies for 118. I still think Ryu was the top of their list. I think if they can get he, you know, whatever. I want to see Ryu. Ryu. Yeah, I want to see Mad Bum come to the target field. You know, if you can get Mad Bum and Josh Donaldson or another bat, yeah, you corner, you know, corner infield Todd Frazier. I think this is a successful. Todd Frazier. Do you see Ooh. the Dodgers are the head of Madison Bumgarner's hit list? Is he? They're at the hit. Are yeah, they? He's I mean, at the top. Yeah. Gross. How I do you go from that. San Francisco to? <laughs> Dodgers. I saw a couple of memes on that's Twitter going from that. the Vikings to the Packers, Isn't that like Bre- or vice versa. Brett or Favre versa, going, yeah. That's, yeah, that is Brett Favre going to the Vikings, which was his best season with the greatest team in the NFL, by the way. <laughs> yeah, thank you, New Orleans Saints, for yeah, everything right. you did to Brett Favre Funny that playoff. Day. But no, I, I Garrett Cole. I mean, that's just a ridiculous amount yeah. of money. Yeah, then Anthony Rendon leaves Washington, goes to Los Angeles, seven years, two hundred forty-five million. So with that addition, they now improve to eighty-one and eighty-one on the season. Right next year, right. will they even win their division or no. even make the playoffs no. with this addition? No, I think I think Houston. They'll be is a better wild card too, Max. Well, they still have Oakland too, a team that's still getting yeah. better. Ooh, Blake Trinan left Oakland to go to the Dodgers, one year, ten million. Yeah. Is Rendon even the best third baseman in the division? You nope. look at guys like Matt Chapman and Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman. Defensively speaking, Matt Chapman's better. Offensively, yeah, Rendon's Even good. looking at Seager. I mean, Seager's not better than him, but he's a good Well, Seager plays good, shorts yeah. up. They have he's Justin. He's a legit guy. Oh, wait, never mind. Wrong Seager. Seager's at third, I think. Yeah, they got Kyle the one, Seager. Kyle I was thinking Seager's Corey from. Seager for a little bit, but he played for the Dodgers. Yeah, Corey but. Seager, yeah. Kyle Seager's not in their level. Do you agree with he, his contract, though? Yeah. Did you see how that dude played in the playoffs? Did he win the MVP? No, Strasburg yeah. did. No, I mean the overall oh, no, no. season MVP. Bellinger did. Yeah, oh, Bellinger man. did. It was between Belly, Yelly, and Rendon. No, Belly, yeah, Belly, Yelly, and Rendon. Yeah, I feel like he probably didn't get hurt. He probably wins it. That is, yeah. I mean, that, that is, is a assumption. legit middle of the order got lineup, though, with oh, yeah. Trout, Rendon, and They have and Trout batting two with Rendon batting three. And right. And Otani DHing at four. And that, yeah, I forget about Trout, you know. But, again, all this money spent to our offense is great, but if you can't pitch, it's not going to matter. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like you're not wrong about that you, at all. You you play a team like the Twins in the playoffs. Knock on wood. That's we don't get the Yankees again. But I mean, yeah. are they able to pitch to our line? You know what I mean. So I I don't know. The Angels are going to be okay, but I don't think they. The win Angels their just have a car crash of issues. I couldn't even name their one of their best. I couldn't even name one of their pitchers. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. You, you know what I mean. So I I mean, obviously they had 
the tragedy with Tyler Skaggs, who was probably yeah. their best, but I I really couldn't name one of their pitchers other than Otani, who didn't even pitch last year. Yeah, he's still recovering from UCL surgery. You know, but, so I, I don't know. It, but I think this allows the Twins to say, hey, all right, teams in the AL are getting better. We have to, too. Oh, they just got to open their checkbook. Right. They just signed Pineda, though. Yeah. And Big Mike I, is coming back. He's still probably going to have some suspended games left, though, isn't he? I think he? so. 11 he, and 5 last May year. He'll be May 16th, I think I saw. May Yikes. 17th. Oh. And then Alex Avila. Love that signing. Love that signing. Their cheaper version of Jason Castro. As long as Garver gets the majority of stuff. Oh, I think Avila gets... You know, I think he's got a lot more pop than Castro, though. Oh, 100%. I think he's a much better here than Castro. Right. Castro's such a good defensive catcher, though. It's right. hard to kind of replace that. But but Garver made huge oh, strides. Oh, definitely. Oh, he's your starter. Oh, 100%. If he, but if defensively he play, catching, Oh, he's Garver so much better. His receiving is so yes. much better but than But if he plays 115, 20 games, you know, or 110, yeah. I think you'll be happy with that. And Avila, you know, and Avila could even DH, though, sometime. You know, if, yeah. if you play, a, if you, you're facing a right-handed hitter, that's, you know Nelson Cruz's struggle off of I think. Yeah. No, absolutely. They have you know, options. So I, with I that think it's signing. a great, great, great signing. You know, for I just remember Alex Avila in the days with the Detroit yeah. Tigers. Yeah. Hated him when he played for right because he always hurt. He always hurt the Twins. Yeah, he always. So now I have a question: Are you going after Batonsis or are you going after a guy like Bumgarner? Or are you doing both of them? Trying to get both? You got to get. You got to get one good starter, you get one. and you got to. You got to get one good reliever because it. Who are the Twins going after for big-name relievers, Trav? Batanzas. Dylan Batanzas. I heard um, Will Smith Will, was in Will the Will Harris. Will Harris. Will, Harris. <laughs> Will Smith. Will Smith. No, he signed with the Braves right away. Will oh, Harris. yeah, okay. They're going after Daniel Hudson and Steve Chizak. I don't know about Steve Chizak, but. So that's that's a legit, though, 7, 8, 9, though. If you could, maybe 6, 7, 8, 9. If you could have Batanzas, Tyler Duffy, Trevor May. Yeah, think about Taylor that Rogers, setup, though. You know, I mean that—that's legit. I mean, Taylor Rogers was probably the best closer in the game last year, one of the best. You he know, was he arguably in the, in the top. He yeah. overused him though in the playoffs, right. and they yeah. caught up to him. Yeah, you know, but I mean that—that's legit. Like you look at the Royals, how they won the World Series. They had a the dominant bullpen and great defense. Well, the right. way the if Nationals they, won the World Series was Scherzer, mm-hmm. was great starting Strasburg, and Corbin. Corbin, he played both. Bit. He yep. was both bullpen and starting. And then they rode Daniel Hudson to the moon, too, who just came out of nowhere for so them. If you're the Twins, you have us neither one or the other. I would get Daniel Hudson if I were the Twins and see if we can get... Just take the gamble on Dylan Batanzas. You can, I would can, see what we can do with him in terms of such a, He's a lights-out closer. He's shown what he can do. Yeah. Yeah, granted, he'd come off an injury, but why that's, not give him a That's chance? the thing. We got Sam Dyson, who is supposedly supposed to be good, but he went on the IL right away. Who's also in trouble now, by the way. Yeah, with that... Um, yeah. Domestic violence. Yeah. Oh, of course. That's always in the news for sports. That's sad to hear. Yeah. But yeah, obviously the Twins need pitching help in general. I think our offense is I just like good. hearing all these rumors. It gets me excited. Yeah, I love I love the hot stove. It's I'm ready for baseball year. season. <laughs> but what I'm not ready for is to see what happens with OBJ in Cleveland. Uh, this drama again. Couldn't you see this, this happening, though? Well, yeah, I definitely. I mean, everyone sends players to go to die in Cleveland, and apparently OBJ has been another one of those... That's what happens. Right. If you look at it, who's won that trade? New York or Cleveland? Oh, probably New York. New York. I mean, they got Peppers Jabril Peppers. Legit, yeah. He's playing out of his mind. They got. Then think they got a first round. They pick. got two first round picks for for this year though, right? I'm not sure what the years were, but they got two first rounders for OBJ, and that's a, that's a steal. But I I don't know uh, who's oh Jarvis Landry's playing better than OBJ hands yeah, down right, and then Kareem Hunt back in the mix who's. Pretty decent. You There's think, just 
Cleveland will figure this out with OBJ. If they figure it out, I feel like they have a real I think the only reason this is an issue, there. the only reason why anyone's talking about this is because all the hype Cleveland had at the beginning of the year, and then they all fell off track, and now OBJ just hates losing. OBJ doesn't like to lose. He was happy when Eli was somewhat decent in New York, and now I don't even know if OBJ is a top ten receiver in the NFL. Not right now. Not no, I don't. I don't. I mean, you look at guys Production like wise? Julio no. Jones, Michael Thomas, Stephon Diggs. I Michael Thomas is in the MVP talks. Right. OBJ. OBJ isn't anywhere near that. But it's crazy because the Vikings have two of them, have two top ten receivers in the NFL. If you look yeah. at it right now, and True. the Broncos or the Browns thought they had two. You know, thought they had two of them too. But they got one and a quarter. I don't even know if OB- I wouldn't even take OBJ right now. If I, you know, no. I don't know. Just but. feels like to me his head's not even in the right place. Yeah, it, it's weird, man. Well, it, football's a tough sport to play, especially when production's not there. Just wish he was more motivated because I feel like him and Baker can make it for a really good combination. Oh, they 100% could. They have all the talent in the world. They just don't have an offensive line. I think if you're the Browns, though, you're kind of kicking yourself, though, to pass on Josh Allen and all those guys. Nah, I think Baker was the right quarterback for him. But I think nine and four, six and seven. Well, look at the Bills' defense; they are Bills have a really good. Defense. So do the Browns. Supposedly, the Browns were supposed have, to have. A if good they had a good defense. defense, they would be. You said earlier they're very. They'd be losing games. I mean, they, they have guys that. Or just get yourself a good head coach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Freddie Kitchens is going to be the first head to roll following the season. But how many? How many times are you going to do that though? If you're the Browns. I mean, how many? Especially times for like the development, yeah, for the development of Baker Mayfield, right. you want to get him in a system. I mean, and get Hugh used to Jackson, a and, yeah. you know, Freddie Kitchens. But Freddie and, Kitchens is getting out coached all the time. That's a big part of the reason too. He's just not. He doesn't know how to coach that team. I realize that, but there's got to be a time where you got. I mean, I think I've read a stat. What they have like ten head coaches in the past twenty years or something, or fifteen years. I mean, that that's a ridiculous amount of head coaches. Throw some money at Nick Saban. Hopefully, try and get him out of there. Like the well, we saw Nick, Nick Saban can't succeed in the NFL. No, Nick no, Saban he's already, he's already tried. He can't get his own Nick guys. Saban is not going to the NFL. The guy he's that I would take from the college ranks is the guy from Baylor, Matt Rule. Matt Rule, give him a shot. He's shop. the guy I'd take. Yeah. What about, you remember hearing the rumors the Cowboys are going after Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. How would that work out? I don't think it would. Yeah, I... I don't know. It's always it's always kind of a different thing to see how college coaches will transition to the NFL. Because you look at a guy like Pete Carroll, for instance, mm-hmm. kind of once they got lucky, but kind of got lucky it, right. in a good situation. Because the Seahawks with was Seattle. Pete Carroll's second stint, right? Yeah, I remember he coached the Patriots for a little bit. Yeah, so you kind of fell into a but situation. The thing with Pete Carroll was he actually coached in the NFL for a long time. Like he was with the Vikings, he was with the Patriots, he was with all these teams. So, I mean, he had that experience of being mm. an NFL coach. I don't know if Urban Meyer or any of these guys have ever had that NFL coaching yeah. experience. But, uh, yeah, with, like, Pete Carroll kind of fell in that good situation with a good defense, a good team already, and then kind of was gifted Russell Wilson. And then Wilson. his third year in, I mean, he gets Russell Wilson yeah, in the third so round. Yeah, so you get a franchise quarterback in the third round, so it's kind of right. a thing where it kind of fell into his just lap. happens, yeah. Where you got to look at a guy like Chip Kelly who – had a lot of success at Oregon, kind right. of transformed an offense, right. and kind of didn't really pan out in the NFL. But Pete Carroll was kind of not forced to go to the NFL, but he was kind of forced out at USC. Oh, yeah, he was definitely right? forced out. I meant those allegations. Scandal, yeah, yeah, with Reggie Bush and mm-hmm. all them. And so, I mean, that I'm, that obviously didn't have anything to do with it, but, I mean, that's a, something to look at too. I just it's in, You never got to look at the different scenarios when it comes to coaches going to the NFL, who they coach and the rosters that they have available to them. 
I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Kevin Stefanski gets the look, the offense coordinator for the Vikings. Yeah, that that's going to be another offensive coordinator for Minnesota, but mm-hmm. I bet it's going to be a similar situation to Pat Shermer. Yeah, who will be done after this year, by oh, the way. Oh, God, yeah. Pat Shermer, that, that did not work out in New York at all. Their first mistake was taking Saquon Barkley. Who should, who should they have taken? Should they have taken a quarterback that year? I don't know. I mean, Jamal Adams was is legit. Maybe take him at two. I don't know. That's maybe too high for a safety, but yeah, not a kind of impact he has. Right. That's. He's I mean, a, Saquon Barkley's good, but I don't think he's worth the top five pick. He was his rookie year. I've just never really argue. been a fan of running backs being taken really high in the first round. Right. So I don't. Wasn't AP too. wasn't AP taken eight over seventh seven? Mm-hmm. But he again, him and Saquon are kind of those kind of like generational mm-hmm. talents. So, so the mean, top five picks that 2018 draft was Baker, Saquon, Sam Darnold, Denzel Ward, and Bradley Chubb. Josh Allen was seven. Rosen was ten. Yeah, that's right. That was that really, really deep quarterback class. So, Feel yeah. bad for Rosen, too. And then, I think the Giants were really banking on having um, Justin Herbert come out last year. And good old Lamar Jackson. That was kind of the thing 32. I was looking at, with too, is that the Giants really were hoping Justin Herbert would fall mm-hmm. right in their lap. Hey, they yeah. might get him this year. I think, yeah. There's well, a good chance they get him this I year. I would be surprised they take two first-round picks, first two quarterbacks in the first round back-to-back years. Yeah. That, if well, that Arizona happens, did it. I, that's true. But that's the Cardinals for you, right? I mean, yeah. they, you know. you. Where's Josh Rosen anyways? You know, Miami, Miami, playing bench because he can't start. And hey, it's okay. Ryan Fitzpatrick's it's better. Okay. It's okay. You don't need to play. Sit in the bench. Make, make your money. Sit in your bench. But, Greg, did you see my team the other night, the Minnesota Hockey Wild? Hey, see that team last night? Got another point, right? Lose to the Ducks 3-2. Remember, remember when I said they were going to make the playoffs? That night they beat the Lightning. They fell to the Hurricanes this past week. They, got, past they didn't fall to the Hurricanes. Right? They got crushed 6-2. Hurricanes are a really good team. And they just got a point against the Ducks. So You do realize they're Greg, back to second worst in the Central, right? A Central division that's really that's close and that's not true. separated by a lot Colorado's of Colorado's on top of St. Louis by one point. Oh, yeah, because Colorado's just phenomenal this year. Yeah, anyway. Are. Even tonight, Winnipeg's made some strides, too. Tonight, wild play, Edmonton. Predictions, thoughts. Mm-hmm. Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, too much for the wild tonight? An well, injury per, or an injury. it's home, wild. so they won't be that bad, but I think Oilers got it 4-2. I think the wild are coming, kind of coming into place, but, though, right? Yeah, but are. the I mean, wild, they've been decimated by injuries. Yeah, That's their biggest issue now. right now. I don't really watch the wild much, but it seems like, uh, what's his name, Donato has been playing He's been really Donato's well. Donato's been pre- playing pretty good, but Koivu is out two to three weeks with a lower body injury right after getting his thousandth game in the NHL. You know, hats off to that man, Captain Koivu. But Stahl is day-to-day, and he didn't return the second period against the Ducks, so there's another center out. Oh, yeah, I think he definitely got – he broke his collarbone in that game. Did you see that play? No, I did not, oh, but it was he's bad. hurt. It was bad. Hmm. He's definitely injured for – They called up Manel from the AHL, so he's finally getting his crap. Oh, Brandon, yeah, I trained him at Velocity. Did you really? Yeah. Hmm. Ooh, tell us that personal story. I'm actually – I didn't really like get to know him, but he was there, and I would, like, help him lift and stuff hmm. like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. He's not that tall. Oh, I know he's like five ten. I think the Wild have done a good job though with undrafted like college free agents, right? Oh, they. I mean, I think they they've find done a the good diamonds job in the rough. Like I'd... Sam Anas and I don't know if he's is he up? No, he's still he's getting looks at. But there's got, there's a guy from Clarkson I think last year that is. Okay. They got Nico Sturm. Yes, is that he was he from yep, Clarkson? I think so. Yeah. yeah, I mean you know, and then they it, got he was a, Donato and that was a highly coveted sought after undrafted mm-hmm. college free agent and. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know how the Wild won that one, especially with how deep we are at center. But Nico Sturm, he's a good kid. He's got skill. You also got to look at um, Capo Kukakin mm-hmm. kind of playing pretty well here for the Wild, too. But, I mean, hey, if the Wild can, if the Wild can get past these injuries, make some noise, they could find themselves um, in the playoffs. I just hope the start too. isn't uh, enough to bury him. I think what I read, they're four, four points out of the playoffs right now or something yeah. like that, which obviously the Blues were, what, last team in the NHL mm-hmm. last year before they – Right yeah. now they're tied with the Panthers at 33 points. And in the Pacific Division, if they win tonight, they'll be in the last wild card spot. Hmm. Okay. But so. in positive news for the Minnesota Hockey Wild, Trav, is that they're getting a pretty good look at for the 2021 NHL Winter Classic at Target Field, where the Ooh, Twins play. I'm excited. The only thing I'm not too hip about is that the Chicago Blackhawks are being considered to be their opponent. Dang it. I saw a rumor that The thing is that the Blackhawks play in every single outdoor game known to mankind. And that is true. They've been in like six of them. <laughs> and, yeah, the other teams they're going to look at is the Blues, the Avalanche, and the Jets. The only issue with any of these is, is this would be a Midwestern hockey matchup, and they wouldn't get any of the coasts. Now, if you're looking at money-wise, I think the Jets make the most sense. Yeah. Right, because you're in Winnipeg. You're f- five and a half hours away from Minneapolis. Yeah, that's a good six, drive. You know, so I think money-wise for the NHL, all pro Well, pro the thing is with the Avalanche, though, if you had the Avalanche come to town, both. Well, the Wild fans hate Avalanche, and they, they hate the Jets. Right. But flights from Colorado to Minneapolis are Dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. So Denver to Minneapolis, super affordable. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see any game but the Blackhawks. But one. I could see the Blues being now, they won the Stanley Cup. Would they have that outside game on Hockey Day in Minnesota or no? That'd be a good idea. Ooh. That'd be a good idea. Hunter, you're onto something. I heard they're going to make it an entire weekend festival whenever it is. They're going to make it some big shindig in Minnesota where we celebrate hockey, how we're the state of hockey. Now, could they ever do like a thing where they have a college game before that? I wouldn't doubt that they would. I think that'd be a good. I mean, it would be really cool to have. I think UND they should have a high Minnesota school game, play, a right, college, something and, like but that. But then again, yeah. that's still hockey day. It's still right. hockey day. Yeah, it's right. going on somewhere. So let's else. just have hockey day 2.0. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. But the fat, like you said, the weekend thing would be really cool too. Yeah, they're gonna make it an entire mm-hmm. festival, which would be really awesome to go yeah. to because I'll be graduated by then, so I could definitely <laughs> take the time out and get go down there. But let me. Please play the Jets. I'm sick of seeing the Blackhawks. And well, America's sick of seeing I'm the Blackhawks. I want to see the Avalanche. You they got they got more marketable players with Mika Ratnan, Nathan McKinnon, who's just playing unreal. Do they ever look at like the college angle of it? Like the teams who have the most Gophers or UND or Duluth. Do they ever look at that? You know what I'm saying? Like, do they ever look at hey, play this opponent because they got the college angle? You know, I'm trying to say not like really. I don't no, think they, play anything. they don't really market that because. The amount of Europeans and CHLers compared to college players is pretty big margin. It's interesting you say that though, because the college college is definitely getting a lot more, lot much bigger. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's crazy how much bigger it's getting. But all the superstars typically came from CHL or Europe, or like the Canadian leagues. Yeah. Yep. But that I mean that that's what it's probably going to be. But hey, Trav, I see you have some MMA stuff you want to oh, yeah. go over. Big fight card this weekend, UFC 245. Do you want to get in on these picks, James, or no? No, James is good. All right. Our producer will just tell us he told us he told us so <laughs> probably the next week yeah. after. So on this card, Greg, there's three title fights. Ooh, first Amanda one, Nunez. and the first one's gonna be Amanda Nunes versus Jermaine Duranemi. So you know anything about Amanda Nunes, Greg? I have heard the name. 
In her last fight, she knocked out Chris Cyborg, kind of a.k.a. the GOAT of the... Well, isn't Cyborg uh, the one that really ended Ronda Rousey's career? Uh, actually, Amanda Nunes kind of... Was it Amanda ended. Nunes? Well, then there's the obvious pick. Yeah. Well, I mean, Amanda Nunes, she's the GOAT, technically, of the female division. Went up a weight class to fight Chris Cyborg at 145. Starched her within the first couple seconds of the fight. And kind of just kind of took over all of the women's aspects of MMA. So it's kind of a thing where it's kind of she's just going to implement her GOAT status. So it's kind of I think it's going to be a lopsided fight, if you ask me. Yeah. She's just the GOAT. And it's kind of a thing where you look at Jermaine Duranamy. She's been there. She's been the champion. She won the belt. And then the UFC's like, hey, go fight Chris Cyborg. She's like, no, my hand hurts. Well, here you go. <laughs> no, my hand hurts. And so it's kind of a thing where I think Amanda Nunes gets it done. So I'll take – so how did the last two matches for Amanda Nunes go? Uh, she beat Holly Holm at UFC 239 by a head kick. and then What he, round? Round one, I think. Okay. Yeah, round one. And then she beat Chris Cyborg uh, a couple years ago at UFC 232. That was the same card with John Jones and Alexander Gustafson. I will take Amanda Nunes with a knockout in the... Ooh, I don't know if I want to do first or second She's the round. go, Greg. She's the goat. I'll Listen do, to Trav. The goat. I'll do the first round. Last time, first Greg round knockout. Me. Greg beat me last time. I did beat Trav last time mm. in this. Do you want any of these picks, Hunter? No, I'm good. I know nothing about MMA. It's so. okay. Oh, dude, dude, I don't either. I don't either. And I beat I'll go him. with what you're picking. I'll, be, right. okay. I'll take team with you. Okay. <laughs> Watch both I'm Hunter go, and I beat Trav. I'm going to go Amanda Nunez, KO in the second round. So we're on to something, Greg. I, you're going second round? Yep. All right. Then our next fight, we got Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky. You know think about Max Holloway, Greg? I know Max Holloway. I don't know Alexander Volkanovsky. All so right. Give me a little background on this, man. On Volkanovsky? Well, he's kind of a guy from Australia. He fights out of uh, Israel Adesanya's gym, Dan Hooker's gym, from New Zealand. He's kind of got a kind of like a pressuring style, if you if you will. Okay. In his last fight, um, beat Chad Mendes handily. Kind of took over a guy like Chad Mendes, who, again, great wrestler, great pressure. Kind of just took it to him. Kind of showed that his presence in the featherweight division, that he's a force to be reckoned with. So I think it's kind of a thing for a, a fight with him and Max is Max is so good at bringing pressure and so good at keeping his oh, distance I, I'm with high on Max Holloway. He's so long. He's so lengthy for that division. So I think it's going to be hard for Alexander to get in on Max, and Max pace alone just going to keep him in that fight. So I... I don't know. I really I like Max, but I think this is going to be one of his biggest tests yet, especially against a guy who has a similar fighting style and a guy who's just going to pressure you and just be in your face the entire time. Max, again, with great uh, takedown defense. Alexander's going to have to stay on his feet, where I think Max is going to really excel in that aspect. Well, Max so, Holloway isn't a knockout fighter by any means, is he? Oh, he is. It's just that at 145, his power is so much more than when it was at 155. Because I know uh, last year he fought Dustin Poirier at 155 for the interim championship at 155 and it's just kind of a thing where he didn't have any power where Dustin kind of took over the fight and Max punches weren't as effective at 155 as they are at 145 so it's kind of a I don't know I think Max won this fight by fourth round TKO Max gets it done cements his legacy as the greatest featherweight ever I I agree I think Max Holloway is going to go but he'll get split decision split decision yep I agree with I agree with you, Greg. I appreciate it, Hunter. <laughs> Max split decision. I like it, Greg. 
He's not going to knock. If these two guys are so similar, there's not going to be any knockout. There's, it's it's literally going to be a goes the distance just, match. I think the biggest thing for me is Max size. He's so long. Yeah, so he's going to be hard for Volkanovski sure. to get in there. But this next fight you have picked out for oh, us, the main I've event of the evening. Never heard of any of these two. You dudes. Never heard of Colby Covington. Nope. nope. I play UFC, UFC three a little bit on my PS4 at home. <laughs> I made play my own. I made my guys. own character. <laughs> lost a total of two matches and won every oh, single great. fight by a first round knockout. It's impressive. I'm a pretty good UFC fighter on video oh games. Gosh. That's impressive. If, I think you need to carry that over now. Try it. Try out UFC as your. Uh, oh yeah. Ooh. Our our producer James is agreeing James with Reeves. me. Yeah. I'll be the biggest YouTube sensation, the first person to be knocked out in under one second. <laughs> under one second. You're given one second? I give I'll myself give one a second, maybe. I'll give myself one <laughs> second in the ring. But uh, with this fight, Kamara Usman versus Colby Covington, I think we see another a fight again with another similar style. We got two great wrestlers, Kamara Usman, Division Two national champion, and Colby uh, Covington, a former Oregon State wrestler. I think, mm-hmm. again, with these two guys, it's kind of a thing where Who's going to outpace the next person? Colby's really been known for his great endurance and great pressure. Look at his last fight against Robbie Lawler. A guy like Robbie Lawler is a dog. Like, you just can't do that to people. And Robbie and Colby Covington just took it to Robbie Lawler for five rounds, something that's really impressive. And it's kind of a thing where we're going to see what he can do to Kamaru Usman, who kind of dominated Tyron Woodley in his uh, title fight to become the welterweight champion of the world. So it's kind of interesting to see what Kamaru is going to do in this fight against Colby when they have such similar styles and such like such similar wrestling backgrounds. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to prevail, pace, or someone can get knocked out, or who's going to be on the ground, who's going to be on top. Now I'm this, really interested to see this fight. Now and this the, match, Trav, how many uh, – I can see you're pretty pumped about I'm this. I'm excited about He's this He's excited, fight. Yeah. I know what you're going to be doing this weekend. Watching UFC all day. Literally <laughs> all day. <laughs> Who cares about the NFL and nope. the uh, <laughs> fantasy no playoffs? Football. Nope. But, but is this going to be a three-round match? or is This, this will five? be a five-round match. Five? All, all three of these fights will be five-round okay. fights Okay. because they're championship I fights. I will take Usman in the fourth-round submission. Fourth-round submission. Yep. That's actually a pretty good pick. Um, I don't, I'm still up in the air about this fight. I love what Colby's done and with his body of work. He's going to town on guys in the welterweight division that you just can't do that to. Not a lot of people have done that to, and it's kind of a thing where He's just got this pace about him. People are so excited to watch him fight. This build-up to this fight is phenomenal, too. The amount of trash talk that Colby's been talking to Kamaru, who calling him Kamaru I feel that anyone that talks trash in the UFC ends up getting beaten pretty handedly. That's that's what I mean. Like, when you're you're a guy like Colby Covington, like, he talks smack about people. Like, again... So he's that chihuahua that barks really loud. Yeah, but that's how he promotes himself. That's how he promotes his fight. That's why I'm so excited about this fight. It's kind of a thing where Colby, too, is be careful who you talk crap to man be careful who you talk crap to because yeah. when you're talking about killers like Kamaru Usman and Tyron Woodley like careful who you talk crap to man these are different animals so I'm really excited to see what's going to happen in this fight so what's your prediction then I'm riding the Colby train I'm all aboard it Ooh. whether people are like it or not I'm all aboard the Colby train baby um, you're the conductor looks like that's right <laughs> I'm gonna go fifth round TKO punches stoppage this is probably gonna be the deciding fight in our picks here because we both have amanda nunez we both have holloway this is this is the only one we difference on well you have uh, holloway by split decision i have max by tko well i mean at that point though this is this last fight's really gonna be kind of more of like a mma nerd fight 
or an MMA nerd. Where fight. it's not really going to be like a slugfest, but more is going to be like a technical fight. Every time I hear the word nerd like fight, the words nerd fight, I just think of people pulling their head away and slapping each other with their All arms right. extended. An MMA junkie fight is that better? Like this is yeah, what, we'll, we'll go with that. This one. is something I'll want to watch we'll instead one. of people getting knocked out. But yeah, that's what we got this weekend. Be there. Be there or be square, right, Trav? Yep. I'm excited, as you should be too, Greg. All right, Trav. Well, as this wraps up our semester here at school, we'll probably wrap up season three even. Isn't that kind of sad, man? I think it's kind of sad. It is. But, hey, we'll be back for season four in the spring come January. Uh, I don't even know when we get back. Like the fourth. I'll be back the ninth. I think think I'll be back on the 13th. So probably end of January we'll get another episode out. But... I guess we'll go over who won that pick, so we got a little <laughs> cliffhanger for you on yeah. that one, fans at home. But Let that marinate, Greg. Yeah, well, tell you what, it'll be it'll be a quick one because, you know, school flies by, oh, yeah. break will go by fast, so yep. it won't, it it'll be like we never even left. Yep. Mm-hmm. So thanks to everyone for tuning in to our final episode of Season 3 of Calling an Audible. You can catch us debating, laughing, having, having fun all season long with our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter at CallAudiblePod for updates as well as links to our full episodes. For my co-host Trav and our very prestigious special guest Hunter, and for myself, have a happy holidays, stay safe, have a Merry Christmas, and we'll see you again in 2020. Calling an Audible is made possible through the assistance of the University of Minnesota Crookston Media Services Department and executive producer James Pogachnik. The views expressed on Calling an Audible are not necessarily the views of the University of Minnesota Crookston or its affiliates.